right. Thanks for being here, man. Dude, thanks for having me, man. So good to see you. It has been many moons. It's, yeah, a couple moons. A couple moons, man. <laughs> yeah. But hey, you're looking well, man. So are you. Hey, yeah. appreciate that. Uh, you're always looking well, though. You're a finely dressed man. <laughs> <laughs> on a good day. On a good day, man. <laughs> well, every time I see you <laughs> and in all the photos that you post, you look, you look swell. Hey, dude. Thank you. Um, I guess you have to, though. You're in the public eye a lot now. Well, I, I wouldn't say so. I guess I wouldn't think of it that way, but I just, I, I, I just do my thing, man. Do your thing. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Well, how would you prefer that I introduce you? Because I know you as Del Hartley, but whenever I'm talking to Dan, our friend Dan, he's like, oh, Arthur. And I'm like, who is Arthur? Right. Who is Arthur? Yeah. Honestly, Arthur, I would say Arthur is a... He's uh, he's behind the scenes. He's the he's a, he's my manager. He responds to all the emails. He does a lot. He handles a lot of the booking. And then you know, Del Hartley just shows up and he he does his thing, man. So. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's uh, that's funny. So you kind of have like two personas. So when somebody isn't paying you, Arthur can be the badass. Is exactly. And we got some other people on the team that can do that as well. So if I really really don't want to deal with it, there's options. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Back when uh, I was starting out in business. Um, it's always difficult to get people to pay you sometimes. Uh, and so I actually created this fake email address for uh, a lady named Janice, who is the head of billing. And she, when people weren't paying, she would send out an email, which is just, yeah, just me. <laughs> yes. But it's amazing how fast people pay you Dude. when they think that you're a legitimate company and you got more people. W- world's a difference, man. And it's, it's all about perception, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know. Things have changed now. Things yeah. have changed. So uh, what have you been up to, man? What, uh, what's been keeping you busy? Um, just work, man. Just um, working on music, just trying to develop my skills, trying to get better at what I do. Um, trying to just just be out performing, writing new music, collaborating with people, um, uh, doing a little more television, doing a lot, a lot some cross promotions with uh, different brands. So just trying to put my hands on a little bit of everything, man. That's super cool. Has that all kind of come up in the last year or so? Because um, I know you had a, a brand partnership come up. Yes, yes, yes. Which is pretty huge, right? Yeah. So, like, um, I had a brand partnership with uh, with Uniqlo last year. We did a little campaign, which is really, really cool. That's sick. Um, uh, it was my first uh, my first partnership, so it was actually a really, really cool experience. And uh, just since then, it's just kind of just been snowballing into other things, and other people have been reaching out and just kind of taking advantage of those opportunities. Would you say that that opened some doors for you? Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, it's going back to perception, man. It's like as soon as somebody or a credible brand works with with uh you know somebody that's uh that's unknown to a lot of people that and you make that connection people are just like oh wow you know they they take you more seriously yeah <laughs> he must be legit <laughs> yeah that's awesome and uh you probably got some some sweet swag out of that oh definitely man uh, actually this this uh this jacket i'm sporting is actually from uniqlo so uh shout out to uniqlo i know i'm supposed to put it at the camera but shout out to them <laughs> but you know they they know yeah that's awesome that's super cool uh so let's uh let's dive into a bit about your history um because i'm not sure how much you know about the show but i try to uh it's called the road traveled and you know as you can imagine we're trying to get back to learn a little bit more about you and the, the certain paths that you took to get to where you are that mm-hmm. kind of thing so Tell me a little about yourself. Where are you from? How did you get into music? So, um, born and raised in Ottawa, Ontario. Um, uh, both my parents actually immigrated to Ottawa like the mid '80s. They're both from like West Africa, Liberia. Wow. They actually uh, left like the the civil war that was kind of going on. Okay. Um, so just kind of 
obviously when you're when you're born and you're you're in another country obviously you don't know any better and then you kind of grow up and you kind of you kind of look at your surroundings and you're just like oh then you do some more history on like where you're where you're from and and i i just came kind of came to the realization where it's just like you know i'm extremely blessed to kind of be in this situation to be in a you know in a, in a country that is uh it's it's beautiful it's so diverse mm-hmm. and uh you know it's like you've seen the movie, I, I, I hate to use this as a reference, but you've seen the movie Blood Diamonds with Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Wow. Dude, yeah. That's real. So like just doing that or just first of all, just 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 taking that into consideration and thinking about, you know, what could have been made me really appreciate, you know, everything that's around me. And, you know, it's when you kind of find what you love to do, you kind of have to go into it full hearted, man. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what happened for me. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Um, were your parents into music at all? They played a lot of music around the house yeah. um, on the weekends when I, you know, when I had to I was forced to do chores. So there was always music playing in the background. So it was it was cool. It was a cool energy, cool vibe. And yeah. my dad used to like always uh, he used to DJ for like a lot of like family friends parties. Very so cool. he had like a real cool collection. So I'd always just kind of go through it and just kind of delve into it. Was it all vinyl? Um, no, vi- um, half vinyl, half CDs. Um, he had like that was like back in the day when like when the big CD books was like <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> Good for him. That's awesome. So what was kind of your your first introduction into, well, I guess you kind of just covered that, but um, like maybe your first artist that you connected with that kind of sparked that interest for you? For me, Michael Jackson. Um, I've told the story before, but um, the... One Saturday I was doing chores and I was kind of going through like my mom and like my parents old like cassette tapes and like I popped it in and like there was a um, a recorded concert of Michael Jackson live in Bucharest. Okay. Like he was, uh, that's like him like um, wearing like the gold pants and like the army, like the, the bullets across his like And I'm just like, who is this man? And like you kind of see him doing his thing and like you see... You, you see him like perform with such conviction. It's just like you can't take your eyes off of him. And I'm just like, okay, wow, this is this is cool. And mm. then from there, um, just kind of went to the rabbit hole, started learning more songs, started listening to more songs, started singing more songs, and then started singing in the shower. And then yeah. <laughs> the shower singing, you take a, you know, you take it from the shower. It's a, you know, actually singing in front of an audience, and then yeah, boom. That's awesome. So, how many years have you been pr- um, pursuing this? Like full time? Uh, actually, I would say like I'm actually pursuing this part time, part time, man. And the and the reasoning why because it's like a lot of people like if you if you wanna if you wanna have some sort of consistency, you kind of have to set it like a little standard. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, everybody's got to live. Right. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's got to live, and people need money, and you have to work jobs in order to do that. So it's all about finding like the side hustles. So um, I'm I'm thankful that I that I, I've actually found I've, I've put myself in positions that I can I can do I can do work that can sustain my my living situation as well as I can work on music while you know when I when I want to and it's super flexible. Cool. Um, but sorry, the the question I even, I don't think I answered your question, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm glad that you went down that route because it is something that when people look at you from the outside or any musician, any artist, really, they it, it looks like they're doing this full time, this full time hustle. They got to, you know, everything is going into that with what you just said is just it's the reality for everybody. Oh, yeah. Unless... I mean, you're, you know, the top 10% or whatever, but like everybody has a side hustle. Everybody does, man. And, and, and that's the thing. Like I, there's a lot of artists that I've, that I've met where they, they kind of go into it full time and, and they're not as consistent or they, they kind of put it down and they say like, you know, I'm taking a break from music. But like, if you, 
you know, if you pace yourself, you can, it's more like a marathon, man, not a sprint. You totally. gotta look at the long, the, the, the bigger picture in the long run, man. Yeah. So I've been saying that a lot this year and also on this podcast and I've gotten this from the podcast. Every time I talk to somebody, it's all, I've realized it's the long game. Everything takes time. hundred percent overnight success thing that people seem to have. I mean, I'm sure there's a few people that find a very quick success uh, for whatever reason, but for the majority of uh, the rest of us human beings, it's uh, <laughs> it's dedication. It's a long game. Actually, it's it's um I, I I've been going to this conference. It's called the We Love Music Conference. Um, it happens in the states. So Rico Love, he's a producer, artist, uh, songwriter. Um, uh, he's worked with uh, he's worked with Usher. He's worked with uh, Beyonce, uh, Destiny Child, Kelly Rowland. Um, you name you name any like top artist in like the R and B hip hop genre in like the 2000, the 2010s. Like he's 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 the guy, yeah. and like he had like the perfect analogy for him. And you gotta you gotta look at it like like the one hit wonders. It's like you go to a basketball game, and you know it's like the half court shot, and they give you the ball, and you know that you shoot the half court shot, and when you make it, everybody kind of goes crazy for you. That's that is the one hit wonder. Yeah. So it's is you got to think about it. Is it's like do you wanna you know the not everybody's gonna go crazy for him the 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 every single time, and you're also not gonna make it. But if you're steady working on your three point shot, three point shot, you make your three point shot. By the time they notice you, you got like thirty points rather than the one so sure that's kind of how you gotta look you gotta look at it so and you want to have a legacy of uh, it would suck to have a legacy of a one-hit wonder yeah not not to you, you don't want to be a karaoke song yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to knock those that have done it but like yes that's 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 not in the plans to be a one-hit wonder. yeah it's all about longevity <laughs> yes sir that's cool that's very cool um do you do a lot of conferences like that um, I try to, man, because like one, it's good for the information is great yeah. connecting with a lot of those guys. So like I met Rico Love, I met Brian Michael Cox, who's like who's like the like guy. He's got like nine Grammys and it's kind of like shooting the shit with him. Just kind of like we're, we're talking right now. It's, yeah. it's it's that kind of vibe, man. So just being able to get gems from them, being able to connect with the other um, uh, the other attendees from the conference and working with them. It's 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 huge. So like I. I, I love going to those kind of conferences. I encourage anybody who is in the arts to kind of go in and, you know, you, you find looking at the network. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so how have you found uh, the Toronto scene for your style of music? Because uh, I'm familiar with your stuff, but like I'm maybe not familiar with the scene that you, you, you're playing in, like the R&B and soul type thing. Right. So uh, is, is the Toronto scene good for that? Or are you just kind of like ruling it right now? I'm just for, like when I originally because I'm from Ottawa and I would mm. say like the music scene isn't like that um, like that that big in Ottawa or like even like the entertainment scene really like not a lot of huge artists would like even pass through. So that was actually one of the decisions I made or one of the reasons why I decided to move from Ottawa to come here because it's cool. obviously a bigger market. There's a uh, there's, there's way more people. There's actually you know, there's we actually got there's a music station. <laughs> so you're telling me you weren't playing on Parliament Hill. <laughs> I was not busking. Out of Hill. <laughs> no, you weren't invited to play for all the, oh, no, you the know, politicians. I try to reach out, but, you know, it's uh, maybe it wasn't their cup of tea when I was like, set, like, you know, 14. So <laughs> yeah, JT's been busy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to answer your question about the Toronto scene, like it's 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 cool. Like it's. I would say the 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 mainstream of uh, the 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 majority of the artists that are actually getting played that's one side, but like the the underground scene and like the the live music and the scenes that a lot of the musicians run through, it's 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 such a tight knit community. A lot of people know everybody, and like uh you know, kind of like the six degrees of separation, you can kind of meet anybody who you want to meet with with that. So like yeah. I, I love it. The a lot of people support here. I always make it an effort to go out and support other acts because totally. it's all about you know it's all about us. We're we're in it all together <laughs> yeah man like it's you know there's a probably a gentle side of like competition because everybody wants to make it 
in one way or another, but I think everybody tries to support each other as much as they can, yeah. at least in my world. And I imagine it's very similar. It's, it's a creative endeavor. Everybody's artist, right? Everybody wants to see everybody success, success. Mm. Succeed. Yes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, but the thing is, like, a lot of people got to realize there's enough out here for everybody to eat. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if you go in and you, you know, you're genuine about what you want to accomplish and working with the people that you know that you work with, things will come. Yeah. Opportunities will come. And it's, it, it's all that stuff is, uh, you know, if you focus on the, the art and focus on the development, everything else, it's all just, uh, it's a byproduct of it. So, yeah. And everybody has their own flavor of everything, right? That's, that's, you know, on what you just said, like, there's enough for everybody to eat. When you're, when you're good enough, I, I find that everybody has a little bit of something different that they offer to whatever it is that they're doing, and that's mm-hmm. what they get well-known for, uh, which is very cool. Yeah, man. Like, everybody's got a fingerprint, man. That's what separates, you know, me from you and, well, from anybody. That's... It, in any art endeavor, it's it, it, as long as you bring yourself to the table and you, you have something to offer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And your own flavor of it. Yeah. Um, that's super cool. Uh Let's talk a little bit about a uh, little bit about the opportunity that you had, I guess, within the last year on the launch. I don't know how much you like talking about that or whatever, uh, but it was pretty cool that that happened. Oh yeah, man! Super grateful for the opportunity. Man, yeah, how, like, how'd, that, how'd that happen? Um, so, <laughs> so like, um, I know on the it's first of all it's television. Like, I, I do have a background in like television and film, so I kind of know how that world works. Sure. Um, so. Like um, I got reached out to. So one of the one of the producers on the uh, on the show, I think she used to be an A and R. Shout out to shout out to Kate. She's uh, super awesome. Um, but uh, she reached out to me and uh, she told me about the opportunity. And I yeah, I said it was a really cool opportunity. So you know, what do I have to lose, really? Yeah. So, totally. so kind of just jumped right in and um, I've been super super blessed about the opportunity. I loved it just the in terms of the the the, the contacts and the networks I've, I've I've made and it's. It's, it's helping. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. yeah I was going to say like any, any exposure is probably good exposure with that stuff. Right. Oh yeah. And I, so I watched some of the things I watched the, uh, audition, uh, that you did and I loved how just, you know, you did your, your song and then they all kind of got into it. The one guy went up and grabbed a guitar and you guys just started jamming <laughs> out. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, man. Now Rogers, man. Shout out to him too. He's a legend. Yeah. Legend. Um, the, like, it's, well, it's funny because like, I actually, I'm like giving all the, the tell all about the launch now, but, um, it's like, um, I actually went in and did three songs. I know they only aired one, right? but, um, yeah, I did like three songs. I actually started off with a cover and then an upbeat cover and then an upbeat original. And then like the soft, you know, the soft, uh, like ballad type song that I actually got aired. So, yeah. um, but yeah, like for now Rogers to, to play on my song, that's, that's cool. So it's like. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> it was fun to watch. I remember I was just trying to like do a bit of research and just thought that would be a great way to do it. And mm-hmm. I remember I had this big smile on my face when I saw that happen because I don't think I've ever seen that in any of these shows before. Oh, wow, everybody just sort of like jamming out and you kind of like, yeah, it was such a cool vibe. He was stoked. The, the ladies were just loving <laughs> what you're putting down. <laughs> man, and actually that's that's another thing, man. Shout out to the launch and, um, you know, Eyesight Productions for putting it on because um, I, I love the format. It's 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 different. It's not your, your traditional thing. And, um, you know, I thought it was really cool and I was really happy to be part of it. Cool. Yeah, Canadian television. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <what's up. laughs> that's so cool. So, uh you do a lot of content stuff on your own. 
is that yeah like you you are constantly pumping content out how important is that for what you're doing right now it's it's super important right now because like we're, we're in the you know the digital age and yeah. you, it's all about keeping people's attention so it's like what can you put out like uh what what can you do like are you out touching the people and by touching the people i mean like doing live shows sure. not, yeah <laughs> we get it. Uh, yeah. um uh, but yeah it's it's all about like what what can you what can you give mm. really what can you give and that's really the the trade-off you give and you know they'll get back yeah do you enjoy doing that stuff? Because I know a lot of people have a hard time with the, you know, they would rather just be like the true artists, not have to be out there self-promoting, that kind of thing. Do you enjoy that that aspect of it on social media? To be completely honest, I don't I don't love I don't love it. Mm-hmm. it it's a love-hate relationship, but um, you know, it's it's in this day and age, you have to do that. Mm-hmm. You have to do that because the times have changed. Like, you know, a lot of you know, as an artist, you don't necessarily need a label to to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and like ownership for me, it's it's important. It's really important for me to own my, you know, to own my masters, to own my publishing because you know it's it's intellectual property. Like as as creators, as you know, you know, we we put our blood, sweat, and tears mm-hmm. into to everything, and you know, for you to just kind of you know give it away, you know, it's nah. But like, we have the internet as a platform, so that's why it's super important to do those things to. It is so interesting. Have you, in the short while that you've been doing this, have you seen a big shift? Like, obviously, there's been a shift in how things are with the internet, but mm-hmm. how have you noticed it changing in the last five, six years? Um, just the reach, man. You can go directly to your your consumer, man. It's like you can cut out the middleman and you can go directly to who you want to sell your product to and, you know, just handle business that way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then like, you know, being here in Toronto, you know, in Canada, like I didn't think I would have like, you know, fans in like, like in Europe and like China. So it's like just, just getting those it's, it's without the internet that wouldn't happen. So true. That's super cool. Yeah. Uh, have you done any touring? I'm uh, looking to do that now. So like I've been doing a lot of small, like a lot of small shows here in like, um, in Toronto, like in Ottawa and Montreal. Uh, I'm starting to do more things stateside cool. and, um, yeah, just looking to kind of just build it up now. So yeah, that's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, do you you think that that's the like the next major move, or do you think that artists now like where where before I know artists had to tour, that's how they got out there. But now, like you said, with the internet, probably a little bit less of that. Um, do you feel like there's a pressure to get out there on the road and do that kind of thing? Or do you, is it more of like, a, I just want to play shows for all my fans. That's why I want to do this. Kind of both. Cause okay. like, like for me, I would say the performing part, I, I love the performance, uh, the, the, wow, the performance aspect of it. That's the part that I love. I enjoy. It's therapeutic for me. Yeah. And on the, uh, on the flip side, like you, you have to, like, it's like, like you said, back in the day, artists had the tour. You still have the tour mm-hmm. right now, even with the internet, with streaming, we're kind of at a disadvantage because, um, you know, like people that like, that, that do like crazy numbers, you know, they can do like 50 million streams and they're only getting a check for like $1,500. Sure. It's like, you know, it doesn't really equate. So it's like, at, right now my mindset with that, it's like music, the music is free, it's promo, even though it costs, it costs, it takes so much time and <laughs> it takes so much time and effort and money to, to produce, but yeah. that's the promo, it's free. And then it, that that's a promo for them to come see you at the show and sure. that's really how you make your money, so. And what do you enjoy more, the live performance aspect or the writing, the recording, the producing? all of that stuff the live aspects it takes all it takes everything else like the the production phase well pretty much all that the entire process and you can you get to share it and engage with people yeah. so definitely the performance aspect yeah do you find yourself like falling into a like a zone almost when you're when you're performing it's just like this is my happy spot oh yeah everything yeah. fades away all the you know all, the rest of life all the, all the times man and like shout out to my like my band that are you know they're, they're, they're super talented they're 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 tight and like sometimes like I'll catch myself like mid performance like I'll be in it and then you kind of catch yourself listening, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you kind of screw yourself up, but 
Yeah, it's, it's part of it. Exactly, man. It's live performance. Hey. Yeah, it adds the the realness to it, right? The human element. It can't be perfect. Oh, exactly, man. Yeah, um, that's super cool. Uh, what would you say your music's about? Um, life, really, man. Like I, I try to draw from like my own experiences or like people that I've that have been around their experiences cool. and things that I've you know things I've kind of gone through. So it's like, e- like easily like. Obviously, love, heartbreak, yeah. you know, lust, you know, like peace in the world, and you know, just kind of songs that kind of bring people together, and mm-hmm. yeah. So, do your songs come easily to you, or um, does it is it like a, a long process of like really hashing out some of the details? Depends on the song, to be yeah. completely honest. Like some songs, you know, you can bang it out in like you know half an hour, and some songs, you know, it takes like months to to really kind of get it done, get it done. And by that, it's like you kind of you can kind of have a you can have an idea, but it's like you know, it's not really done or completed. So sure. you're going to have to go back and kind of pick at it and, you know, you know, alter it and change it. But some songs, you know, it just feels good and it's done and other songs it takes longer. So yeah. that's the process. Do you have a whole bunch of like started songs on your desktop that you kind of know are there, but you're a little bit scared to go back to because you know how daunting it may be? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that on the, they're not on the desktop, but okay. they're in a separate folder that's called, uh, you know, um, sketches. So actually I do make it a point to like, um, I do make it a point to every single day to, you know, to, to make a, pr- a progression. It could be good, you know, it could be total shit, but as long, you know, as long as it's, it's something I'm, I'm, I'm exercising those muscles and I put it in a little folder called sketches. And then whenever I'm, I need to draw inspiration or if I'm having like a flat day, mm-hmm. I'm just like, let me just go through this and you know i can go through i can open a, a session or like a um a, you know like a beat that i made that's like you know like like four months old and i can i can take like the drum pattern from that and put some new chords or over it or vice versa so it's good to keep everything and then you know um you can draw inspiration from it that's cool uh try and improve a little bit every day dude you have to something about um you know consistency you have to keep doing it and like for me like as an as an artist like i you you, you have to, it's all about development. How can I get better? How can I, how can I, well, how can I push those boundaries? So mm-hmm. even on days where you're not really feeling it, right. Do, do you find that you have to like sometimes really force yourself to do it? Yeah, man. And like, for me, like, I guess the, the, the way that I kind of combat that, cause like, uh, as a, as a singer, I play keys and like, I've been practicing guitar. So like just depending on whatever it is or wh- however I'm feeling, if I don't feel like singing that day, like I'll, I'll make sure I always do like a vocal warm up to make sure that I'm kind of warm. So at least I've mm-hmm. done some sort of singing and then I'll either play keys for like half an hour to an hour or play guitar for an, half an hour to an hour. Or sure. Alternate it. So that's good. There's like various outlets that you can do that. Cause I know for me sometimes, uh, I will feel like I just don't feel like doing anything today. I'll avoid my office <laughs> wholeheartedly just so I don't have to. Cause I know once I open my computer, there's something that I'm going to have to do that. I'm just like, not, you know, I'm not feeling it today. Yeah. So it's cool to have like various outlets, whatever that me, whatever that may be for me, it may be, you know, take a walk and shoot some photos, something that simple just to get those, you know, muscles or the, those brain cells activated a little bit. Yeah, man. Sometimes it's good to kind of step away from it and like, you know, listen to your body. Like totally. <laughs> if your body is saying like, you know, I'm not in the, like, I'm not in the mood to make this, you know, maybe if you force yourself, you might not make the best thing. <laughs> That's the thing. It's interesting because nowadays I've heard a lot lately about this hustle culture and no matter what, every day you're putting everything into it and just hustling, 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 where I've also read articles and, and various other things where other directors have been like, Hey, if you only have, if you're trying to write a short film, for example, and you only have an hour or two hours a day in you of like good writing, don't force it past that. What's the point? Spend those two hours, do the best work you can and just leave it at that. Facts. Because, well, you're right. Like you're, you're not, you're just going to be aggravated the whole time and not putting the best work into it and end up 
hating it and then not going back to it, whatever it may be. Right. Taking steps backwards, man. <laughs> it's all part of the process, right? Exactly. I thought of this, uh, this little, I don't want to say mantra, but like this, this idea that I'm trying to apply to my everyday now, uh, it's, uh, do something, uh, to progress. So whether that's reading a book or, you know, studying something, reading an article, whatever it may be, progress somehow, do something I'm passionate about. Mm. So maybe a personal project or take some photos, whatever, you know, brings me that joy and then have fun. So whatever, you know, you consider fun. And I think that's a a good way to break up a day. Mm. Just, you know, check those simple things off. You don't have to spend a ton of time or you can spend a lot of time, whatever you want to do. But as long as you're getting those things done, if that's what's making you you happy. And right now that's kind of what I try to focus on then I've succeeded. Dude, that's a, that's just a framework. That's a framework right there. You can, you know, you should call that a mantra because it, <laughs> it actually, it's, it's true. It is true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, and you lose, it's tough too when you try to put these into a routine and it works for a couple of days. Uh, but then you forget about it a little bit or you get sidetracked a little bit for whatever reason. But, um, I think what you said as far as like consistency and just trying every day mm-hmm. is, you know, on a basic level. So, so important. It's key, man. It's all, it's all about muscle memory too, man. You just do it until you, um, you know, it's, it feels like second nature. Like whenever I go out and, or if I practice or even before I even go into a rehearsal with my band, like I'll practice the songs, I'll practice my runs. So anything that I do on stage, it's been practice. You, you're never going yeah. <laughs> to, never going to see me try to like really freestyle. Cause one, that's not really me. Yeah. And even with like a lot of singers, if you try to go and do like some freestyle, some note, it'll, it'll always go so left sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, practice, practice and do what you practice. Yeah. hundred percent. That makes perfect sense. Yep. Have you ever explored any other avenues of music or has it always been like the r&b soul type thing like have you ever tried rock um yeah well, i wouldn't say, like in terms of tried like make like a rock track i haven't but i have played with a lot of elements okay um like um rico love told me this as well it's like you know listen to different genres because you will find a different part of who you are in those genres. And yeah. then that's kind of how you find yourself really as an artist. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like growing up in Ottawa, like the, we didn't really have like a major hip hop station. It was like meaning like alternative or like a lot of country stuff. And like that, I guess like the bigger, bigger songs, you would hear them on like your top 40, but like sure. anything from like, well, like, you know, John Mayer, like Eric Clapton, you know, like Lincoln Park. Um, like I, yeah, I've, I've, those have been on the playlists. Yeah. <laughs> those have been on the playlist. Dude, man. they're classics though. Yeah, man. And like, it's, it's, it's just the energy and like the rawness from like a lot of those things that you, that at least that I've taken from it personally. And like, even like I've tuned into, I've even seen some of the, the live shows. I, I study, I try to study live shows and try cool. to like borrow from like different artists. Cause that's really how you find your own thing, man. Yeah. And that's probably something that, well, on like a, a musical standpoint, but also on a performance standpoint, right? Like people probably don't think about it until you're in the situation, but part of being an artist and performing is your actual like stage presence. It's oh, a yeah. huge thing. It's a huge thing, man. Yeah. How do you find that? Like, does that come naturally to you? Um, I wouldn't say like natural. It's definitely been like, it's been like repetition. Like the more, the more shows that I, the more shows that I do, the more comfortable I I get in, I get in the space. And like one thing that I love to do, I love to engage the audience. I love to, uh, I love to play stuff that, you know, that they'll be familiar with. I love to get them to sing and just kind of engage them and, you know, give them an experience Mm because at the end of the day, that's what they're paying for. So totally. Uh, I can relate to that. Just, you know, used to play guitar in multiple bands and I remember starting out and being like, 
oh, I can't wait to get on stage and do one of those cool punk jumps with the guitar. <laughs> and you do it once and you're like, whoa, let's not do that again. <laughs> it never looks like it does in your head. You're right. <laughs> uh, have you ever had uh, the instance, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but when uh, there was a video going around when Mumford, Mumford and Sons was huge and there was this video where he was singing and the crowd was overpowering him singing it. And he kind of stepped away from the mic and had this kind of like deeply emotional moment uh, of like, wow, this many people know my music. Have you ever had an experience like that? Where have you ever like noticed like people in the crowd, they're singing your tunes and you're kind of like, whoa, this is cool. I would say like, a, like a, in a crowd, like pockets of people, sure. but I, and like not, not, I wouldn't say as of yet, I'm not at the point where like an entire like mob does. Yeah. But, but like, like even having one person, yeah, I feel like, like would be pretty special. Dude, that's, it's, 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 it's surreal, honestly. And like, um, a lot of, a lot of songs, like, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, like the, the bridge section, I'll try to make it like super hooky so that people can sing along sure. and. That's and I encourage that at the show, man. Mm-hmm. And like it's it's even cool. Like after you do a set and people are just like you know do an encore and then they're shouting out songs that you know that are not even you haven't even rehearsed with your band on the right. set. And I'm just like, how does this person even know? But it's it's cool, man. Yeah. It's, it's humbling, man. So. Do you ever do you ever freestyle those that, like when people toss out requests? So you kind of like, all right, boys, follow me, kind of thing. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I, I I try to stay in my lane and what, yeah. <laughs> what I'm good at, know what my strengths are, and yeah. I like I, I applaud the uh, I applaud the individuals who can do that because like I see some I see people do that and I'm just like wow like I personally wish I could do that, but freestyling is not <laughs> why force it, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Um, what's your What's your songwriting process like and where does your inspiration come from? I know that you talked a little bit like, oh, it's about life, love, all of those things. But I'm just wondering, do you get an idea for songs every day? Like, are you walking down the street and you have this idea for a song and it gets you jazzed up or... Like where yeah, where does it come from? I would say it's more like on the on the fly, it's merely melodies. Melodies and melody ideas come to me. And then like I, I always just, you know, just pull out my iPhone, I make a voice note, and then I take that voice note back home and then you know I just kind of start dressing it up. And like really my process is I start with the music and then whatever the music is kind of telling me, and then that will dictate the feel of it. And then it's like, okay, have I been through the situation or who was I talking to or who was the last person that I was talking to that, you know, our, our conversation was, you know, it felt the way that this music feels. Cause at the end of the day music is a conversation so mm-hmm. it's like you know i i just try to take you know just conversations from people so i can probably you know take one or two things that you know that the, the, that we've been talking about today yeah. and you know i can translate that to something else write a podcast and, song. hey you know <laughs> <laughs> um i would say another th- another big thing too is like that helps me like uh, having a team like um i i do have i i do have guys that i write with i do have other producers that i collaborate with mm-hmm. and um it's it's way better it makes the workflow way easier because mm-hmm. you know some days if i'm having an off day you know they can have like an on day and that can spark something in me to come up with some other things and vice versa yeah. so yeah it's do you ever find that um cuz like art is deeply personal mm-hmm. uh but also extremely collaborative do you ever find this happened to me yesterday uh, where I'll have an idea, I'm developing it for a couple of weeks. I'm kind of like careful of who I want to tell about it because a, I don't know if it's good enough. B, like <laughs> you're a little bit afraid that somebody's gonna like take your idea and run with it or whatever it may be. Uh, but yeah, yesterday I just like I kind of tossed it out to a buddy of mine, and he started tossing ideas at me, and my head exploded, and I got super excited about the project again. Mm. And you just start seeing all these new avenues they could go down. Does that ever happen to you? All the time, man. Yeah. All the time, man. And it's 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 a great thing, man. It's like like the thing is it's like 
you you have an idea, but it's you know. I just love to collaborate because I I just know that I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. So I just love to take one thing and just, you know, just send it to somebody else and just get the ball rolling. Because, you know, if we put, you know, if if my idea can only take it so far and somebody else can definitely take it to the next level. So 100%. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, When did you kind of discover that? Because I'm just thinking, you know, any any artists, musicians coming up right now um, that have that vibe where... They don't know if they want to tell anybody. They don't even know yet that like music can be extremely collaborative and that really helps you to take it to the next level. Like when did that lock in that you have to share this stuff and kind of team up with people? Um, hmm. When, I guess it really locked in when it worked. Right, okay, <laughs> when, it, yeah. when it worked, right? Because like sometimes you can collaborate or you can bounce some ideas and like, you know, it doesn't really work out the way that you want it to work yeah. out. But when it actually works and, you know, it... it and like when it works multiple times with the same people, you're sure. like, okay, cool. You know, I found a rhythm. This person, this individual, we work well together. We mesh well together. So it's like they're they're a part of my process. Like yeah. they're, they're two guys. Shout out to I'm gonna I don't know why I keep, I'm gonna keep looking at the camera. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Architect. Shout out to to Roly. Um, uh, two produce uh, two producers and songwriters that I work with. Like strictly, like almost every single song. Like wow, I, cool. I yeah, it's like I run it by them and yeah. I'm just like, what do you feel? Or how can we take this to another level? Or, you know, if I say it's fun, it's fun. That's cool. <laughs> so that's sweet. That's uh, that's so important to having like that network of, of creatives and people looking in on, on your stuff. Do you get a lot of people sliding into your DMS being like, yo, let's work together, dude, all the time, man. And it's funny because like when I was looking for people, where were they at? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where were they at? Now yeah. that I'm just like, I finally got a little rhythm. Like I can't like everybody's reaching out and it's just like the reality is like, there's only so much time in a day. I can't work with everybody yeah i cannot work with everybody and it doesn't mean that like i don't respect what they're doing it's just like i'm at a point right now where it's like i in order for me to you know the reason why you're reaching out to me (laughs) i need to keep doing that consistently to you know to kind of uphold yeah or whatever you see in me for the reason you're reaching out it becomes a little bit counterproductive yeah you spend more time responding and stuff like that too yeah i totally get it yeah meeting up with them talking about things when you should be doing work and stuff like that I get and it. that's the thing man and it's like it's it for me like it was, it was becoming an issue where it's just like okay cool i'm working with people and like things aren't getting done i need to get things done and yeah it's you got you got to say no you have to say no no is a saying no is a it's a, it's a powerful thing <laughs> yeah well it's tough because when you're starting out it's interesting i was listening to a, a podcast the other day where somebody was talking about this when you're starting out you want to say yes to everything you don't want to pass up on an mm-hmm. opportunity and even when you start saying no it's not that you like i i have a hard time saying no to things even if i know that i have to and it's not the right time for me to be doing something i'm getting better at it but i still feel bad because it's like oh what if this blows up and turns into this like big thing or like, I would really love to work with this person. You just don't have the capacity for it. So I think that's part of the learning process of just oh, yeah. realizing that you actually do need some downtime to be a productive, creative human. hundred <laughs> percent. It's man. very important. And like, I, what, I just tell like a lot of the individuals that are, you know, that, that I see that are promising, I'll let them know, like, you no, know, right now is not the perfect time. It's not the right time. I think what you, this, the stuff that you've shown me, I think it's really dope, but like, when things kind of free up, I'll reach out or I'll ask you to send me like a, you know, some beats. And if anything that kind of works or feels right, then we'll, the guys on my team will work together with you. So it's yeah. like, yeah. Cool. Uh, serious question. Yes. Do you nap? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm all about the naps, man. Dude. All about the naps. That's how I love it. I'm new to this. Oh, okay. Yeah. It took me to, uh, turning 31 years old <laughs> to realize that napping is actually a huge part 
of adult life. Dude, it's key, man. It is key. Because, like, honestly, if you take naps, if you take, if you, like, I try, like, on days that I have off that I don't have to, if I'm just working on music stuff, or even if I'm, like, if I got, like, a crazy day and I got to do, like, day job stuff or whatever else, like, I'll take naps because, like, I'm usually going to bed at, like, like, 3, 4 in the morning. Whoa. Like, even, like, last night, like, I... Um, I went to, I had this event that I had to go to and then I had a rehearsal and then after the rehearsal, I wanted to come home and I wanted to get some playing in because I didn't have time to play. And like, I, I went to bed like 4.30, this morning and then, you know, got up, had a conference call with, um, um, uh, with, uh, uh, actually another drummer that my bassist knows and then. Here, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> so but naps, naps are key, man. Half an hour, don't half an hour to forty five minutes. Don't do over an hour, or so you get groggy. But you know, it varies from person to person. Yeah. So here's the thing, because that was my concern, because I was of the opinion like naps would be an hour sleep, whatever it is, and I always felt like crap when I woke up. And then I heard all these people talking about this. A good, a few good friends of mine are like, oh no, man, you got a nap. And so last week I did this. I just fell asleep on my bed for like literally five to ten minutes. Didn't really get into a deep sleep, just like closed my eyes, mm. went out, woke up. It was like 10 cups of coffee. Like I was back in it. Makes a difference, man. Big difference. Yeah, man. And it's 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 cool because I know like uh, there's some artists, um, I know Ryan Leslie, he does this a lot. He takes like a, a lot of naps. So he puts himself on like a like a three hour sleep cycle, which is like psycho because, <laughs> you know, out of the entire day, you, you know, we can only really focus on what things like, is it four hours at a time? apparently yeah, yeah apparently it's four hours at a time which like, makes sense to me i feel that all the time yeah so it's like if, if you nap well if you nap and you try to get more out of your day you can actually get more out of that you get more yeah. four hour to four hour blocks out of things so but yeah it all depends on it depends on people like i i i can i can function on like you know on minimal sleep mm-hmm. um but you obviously can't do it all the time because another thing that I that I that I've actually been running into like I've been getting sick. You gotta that's another thing you gotta I gotta take care of my voice. Like the last show that I did uh, two weeks ago, my voice actually kind of blew out, and I was just like, you know what? I need to take a step back. Yeah, I need to go on vocal rest. I need to not talk to people, drink tea, and just kind of relax and recharge the batteries because that's why you're about the tea now. Yeah, yeah. man, burning out is a serious thing, and <laughs> when you do that, it's. It's, you know, it's like taking steps backwards, man, because it takes like a week for you to get better and then another week for you to get back into the swing of things. And then obviously things are still happening and then yeah. you're just playing catch up. <laughs> I think that's why I'm, I'm so diligent now. Like I am in bed by like 11, 1130 usually. And when I go out with friends and that's coming with maybe we're all just getting older, but uh, yeah, like things are wrapping up at like 1230 at the latest. I can still be in bed at like 1, 130. Oh, dude, like I got this thing where... Sometimes after a session on like a Friday, I got a couple friends that like work at a couple bars. So like yeah. I'm usually coming from the east end going back to the west. So like I'll stop by like two, three bars. Yeah. You know, like uh, say hi to some people, do my high show face, and then like I'm in bed by like 1.30. Yeah. <laughs> 1.30. <laughs> and I've hit like four or five different spots and I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm done. Yeah. That's crazy. How old are you? I'm 29. Cool. All right. So yeah. It'll, it'll hit you. <laughs> I know. 30, 30 this year, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is interesting to see how it changes and it sounds like a bit of an excuse, I guess, but like, no, I, I do, I don't like, I can't function on no sleep as well as you can apparently. So same with Dan. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 So shout out to Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he's a zombie. I love it. Uh, but yeah, I, I have found that like, I go, I make sure I go to bed at a good time so I can make the next day at least a little bit enjoyable. Mm-hmm. 
Otherwise, I, I don't know I have headaches. I'm relying too much on coffee, which I'm doing anyway. It's almost a write-off, man. <laughs> yeah. And like being the creative artists that we are, it's very easy to be like, you know, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm going to do nothing, which also isn't great. I mean, every once in a while, those days are needed. Yeah, yeah but, but if you start getting into a cycle of that, then you're procrastinating. <laughs> it, it is very easy to let up. The moment you let up, and it's very easy to sit on the couch all day long. So I don't like to let myself get into that <laughs> no, zone. I feel you. <laughs> I'm really glad that we covered that topic. I think I'm going to start bringing up a nap section to every podcast from now on because this is like a study. And I feel like you should do with Tally and see how many people actually. <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel like I just uncovered this massive secret that like nobody wanted to share with me. <laughs> and uh, not that I'm a huge napper yet, but I'm, you know, I'm trying to integrate a little bit. Apparently I've been missing out. Uh, yeah. So what's next? Um, next. So, um, more shows. I'm actually doing my first festival this year, um, which I'm super stoked. I'm playing Blues Fest in Ottawa. So oh, July cool. 13th, um, um, opening for Wu-Tang and Snoop Dogg, which is, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to go back to my hometown with the band and just kind of shut it down and just have a good time and, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully I get to smoke a J with Snoop Dogg. Dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would be crazy. You should just have a camera rolling the whole time. That's what I'm hoping for, man. Yeah, 360 camera. Do it. Hey, that'd be like, cool. I was gonna, like, I was telling, I was telling um, guys on my team. I was just like, you know what? Like, if I, if that happens, you know, everything for the rest of this year can go downhill. And the fact that I did television and I, you know, I had a smoke with Snoop Dogg. That's okay. It's 2019. It's all right. It's been an all right year, <laughs> dude. That's wild. That'd be so cool. Um, what was it like when you like? Did you have to apply to this festival, or did you just get a phone call and we're like, "Hey, you want to open up for Snoop Dogg?" Oh no, I wish. No, you, <laughs> you you have to apply, man. Like a lot of these shows, and especially like festival circuits, one you have to apply, and you actually got to do the. That's a whole other side that like a, a lot of people don't know about. You gotta, you know, well, you gotta apply for a lot of things, man. But I applied, and um, they they hit me up and like, yeah, you got in. And I was just like, sweet, cool. So, um, and honestly, like it's doing going back to like the very first question about like doing like the uh the cross collaborations with the, the cross collaborations with the with the brands and now the launch it's all all those things are like it's helping me kind of uh it's, it's unlocking a lot of those doors for me because like honestly like i i know i have the talent i know that the act is there is just now i just need the eyes to to kind of see and mm -hmm. yeah well it's a big one i imagine especially right now um it's a little bit hard to stand out uh, you kind of need these like these breaks to get yourself in front of, like you said, the eyes, because there's so many people trying to do it. So much noise, man. So you got to figure out how you're going to differentiate yourself from everybody else. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a good point that we should talk about, uh, like in something that people probably don't really think about or acknowledge or realize, like mm -hmm. what is the breakup between like music and everything else, business like taking care of all the back end stuff so that you can actually do these things. Exactly, man. Like, like for me, like I, I've been, you know, chasing and developing this since I was like 14, but this is like my fourth year doing this professionally. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, having an HST number and actually filing taxes and writing off stuff and making sure that, you know, that, you know, that everything is good and people are actually paid and, and, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But it's super important, man. Because at the end of the day, it's you know it's music business. Yes. <laughs> if you're looking to make a career out of this, you actually have to you know you actually have to make it into a business, and you actually have to you know have to brand yourself. And it's actually important, especially now in the digital age, and that you know branding yourself will actually help you separate yourself from you know the rest of the noise. Hundred percent. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, what's that like? Kind of uh, when you're booking a gig and you're having your band, obviously. 
you got to be making some some cash out of that, right? Because people got to get paid. Yeah. So is it like, are you negotiating a lot or is it usually like, oh, we pay X amount for you to do this kind of thing? Or do you have, like, do you go into it being like, I need, this is my bottom line. I need at least this. Um, yeah, no, for, like as of right now, I, when, when, uh, when we're working with uh, different uh, venues or whatever the events are, I, I need to have a certain amount. We've got a tech writer, all that other stuff and make sure that it's, it's, it's good so that my guys are taken care of because before all, before things, before I kind of started to catch momentum, like I was doing band shows and everything would be coming out of my pocket. So right. it's pretty much, I'm paying, you know, I'm paying my band to, I'm paying to perform, <laughs> perform live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and it's like, at first, you know, some people would be like, oh man, why are you doing this? But the thing is, you know, people notice and you kind of, you working with a band, obviously you kind of have to go through the motions and know, and, and know how all that stuff works. Cause there's actually like a band or like a live, you know, set etiquette. Sure. <laughs> and um, I'm actually glad that I, you know, I kind of went through that. Cause like now it's, it's like I'm making that money back. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it's like starting out in anything. You kind of have to invest a little bit to make a little bit, right? And to, you're not going to get your foot in the door, those opportunities, unless you're willing to throw down a little bit of cash that is fact man you gotta you gotta pay to play <laughs> yeah. that's awesome well, i'm glad that it's kind of going full circle for you hey man um have you noticed this may be only me i've mentioned a few times but i've noticed there's about a two-year turnaround in in some of these like investments whether it be relationships or whatever it may be uh for you for it to kind of come back around and go full circle Hey, have you noticed that at all? Yeah, actually, well, because like it was like two years ago where I was like almost every single gig or every single band gig that I was doing, I was paying. But now it's like I can actually do a gig, pay them, you know, what they're supposed to be getting paid and actually have some money left over to put, you know, to either throw back into or just to kind of reinvest it. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, definitely like a two year. I'm starting to see, you know, the uh, the, the the fruits of uh, the fruits of the labor. Sure. Now, so it's, it's a long game, man. Yeah. yeah dude. Yeah. It's all about consistency and, and doing that at the end of the day. So. Yeah. And I like how you said reinvesting. I think that's a very important. 100%, man. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, so you got this big festival coming up. That's very exciting. What's what's after that? After that, just more shows and more more opportunities and looking to tour. Um, uh, I've actually been looking into, I'm like giving everybody plugs now. I'm thinking about it. Um, so there's, there's this, um, uh, this is app called the red pine. So they, it's, um, it's essentially, it's, they do like a lot of crowdfunding for like, um, it's pretty much like a, a platform to, um, you can kind of see where your demographic is and you can kind of get people to pledge. So it's like, okay, I'm going to Montreal. I'm going to do a show. And I, if a hundred, I want a hundred people to pledge to, you know, to, to come to the show. And if we actually get that, then the show gets confirmed and we can actually book that way. So you can actually plan your touring. So Very shout cool. out to Red Pine. Um, uh, I'm, I, I, I forget the, the owner's name off the top of it. It's, it is in an email, but yeah. Yeah, but shout out to him. <laughs> That's a wicked idea for an app and so cool. Yeah, man. It's pretty much just like, uh, um, what's the... Um, Kickstarter. Kickstarter, yeah. yeah. Pretty much bidding on your tours. But like it's so much more than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so much more than just like the money aspect of it, right? Yeah, man. So cool. I love that. Good Innovation. Platform. Dude, technology, man. It's 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 you gotta use these tools in order to you know to elevate yourself. So Yeah, especially yeah, now anything that helps you differentiate yourself just even a little bit. It's super cool. Um, okay, so you know, anybody uh anybody coming up in the the world of music and they wanna make a run at it like yourself and you know, I wanna be the next Del Hartley. <laughs> what do you tell them to do? Like if you're if you're putting on one of these conferences one day and, and people are coming up to you asking questions, what what are you telling them to do? Um, as cliche as it may sound, just do it. Yeah. Get out and just do it. Experiment. Um, you know, experiment, try things, try things. And you, cause you're not going to get it right the first time. And like, 
another thing that like Rico Love actually said that stuck out to me. It's like no matter no matter what, like the there are ten million no's waiting for every single person. You know, I could I can make it tomorrow and there will still be no's to hear. So it's all about getting over those hurdles and figuring out how you can, you know, get over these obstacles and kind of do things. So it's mm-hmm. just go out and do it. Go out and do it. Find people that support you and um, you know, get them to ride with you. That's sick. That's it's great advice. It's like, like you said, I wouldn't even say it's cliche because it's, it, I, it's true. It's a hundred percent true. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, man. And it's just like a lot of people, they, they have the, you know, they, they have this, uh, um, the expectation where it's just like, you know, I'm going to do one song, the song's going to blow up and then it's all happy sailing from there. But no, you have to, you have to, you have to build a relationship, man. It's all about turning those audience members into fans, turning those fans into family, and then just growing that. And everything else will be a byproduct of that. So that would be the, the best uh, piece of advice. That's sweet. Uh, well, I've talked about everything I want to talk about. I think this was a great conversation. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you you've been kind of itching to to say? Um. Uh, you can follow me on social media. That was that, the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Del Hartley official. I'm uh, Del Hartley on Twitter. And uh, honestly, you can just Google Del Hartley and the first two pages, you'll find me. Yeah. Well, uh, this has been a great conversation. Congratulations on all your success. Uh, it's been really fun kind of watching you progress in the last couple of years. So glad to have you on the show. Thanks Dude, for taking the time. Thank you for having me. And I appreciate it. Of course.